0: Welcome back to the Don't Stop Me Now podcast. Hello, everybody. It's your HIV positive host, Miss Jennifer Levon. I'm going to move my mic a little bit closer here. I know that it makes a lot of noise. I realized in the last podcast, like, I kept hearing this. Boom, 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 boom. Apparently, I am bumping. I don't even feel like I'm touching it. I don't know what I'm touching, but I'm touching something and it picks it up. Um, I hope everybody's doing well. Look at me. Look at me. I think I'm doing this like. Twice a week now. I mean, hey, it might be a lot of boy talk, but the girls like it. So maybe some of the guys like it too. So l- let's jump right into it. The last, well, first of all, TikTok has not given me my account back. And I don't know what else I can do at this point, but just sit and wait. It's been over a week since I've given them my passport with my string of numbers and all of that good stuff, the picture of my face nothing, nada, not a peep from them. So in the meantime, I'm throwing up some of my better videos on this new TikTok account. And it's kind of interesting. It's like, I feel like I have a whole new crop of people that had no idea I existed. So I am getting all the, oh my God, well, did you sue him? Like, you know, is he alive today? Is he, you know, did he survive? That is so interesting that people, like, that is literally... 90% of the time when they ask a question about the person that gave me HIV, Eric, they ask if he's still alive. Like, that is one of the most common questions that's asked about him, which tells you that most people don't know anything about HIV today. To think that he must have died is really shocking, that that's where everyone's mind goes to automatically is that he must've died. And then they're all, is he healthy today? Did he survive? Is he really sick? Did he die? It's typically they're, they're thinking he probably passed away, which is just weird to me. Like people just don't get it. People don't know that this is a totally manageable condition today. So, um, yeah, I've been putting up some of those videos and, um, you know, trying to answer questions with some of my better videos to, you know, help people understand what HIV is today and all that good stuff. But yeah, in about a week, I've I've grown my little account to 5,000. It's at 5,000. Going to be a long time till I hit 100,000 again, that is for sure. But, you know, it's happening. It's moving in the right direction constantly. It's always adding their I don't know. They're they're showing my one video, the uh, my symptoms video, which I think I talked about in my last podcast and um it's still going. There's, I don't even know what the right terminology is. It's still they're still pushing it. I, that's why I always say, but that sounds weird. Um, but I think I think you know what I mean. So um, okay, let's start off this week by or whatever tonight by doing a little check in, checky poo with um Amsterdam man and what happened with that. So the last I had told you guys is that it was looking really good for a meetup on. Saturday. That was what we were planning. He and I, um, he was asking Friday or Saturday, like what worked better. And he put, when he sent me the text, he put Friday dash Saturday. And I was like, what? So I said, do you mean you just meant Friday or Saturday, right? What day worked better? You didn't mean Friday through Saturday. And he goes, and he, you know, he said something really funny about, no, I was not trying to make this, um, an overnight first date or like you know, a long weekend or something like that. And I was like, ha ha ha. Okay, whatever. So we said goodnight that night, I believe. I'm trying to think what night this happened. I think I was talking to you guys like on a Tuesday. I don't remember really. It's kind of a blur, but when we had like a couple days of good text messages and getting to know each other and, um, you know, looking back at his account, his name was Jack last name hard and it was just body pictures. There was like three body pictures. So that's why I didn't think it was a real account. And I really pushed him to send me like a picture of him holding a pen. That was my, yeah, it's kind of my go-to thing. And he did it. And so I was like, okay, he's for real. So, um, you know, and then we had all the talking, chit-chatting back and forth. And I don't know if I told you, I don't think I did, um, that his, when I told him my birthday, that it was coming because I was saying, I was wishing that he was my age and not 48. And that's when it came out that he actually was my age. His birthday is February 2nd. Um, And anyways, I told him my birthday, August 24th. And he said, that is, and he goes, oh my God. And he laughed. He goes, okay, so my ex, the one who I have a daughter with her birthday is August 24th. And I think he said something like his daughter's like the 25th something like his sister's the 23rd and he goes, I don't know why I'm always collecting all these Virgos, something like that. And I just was like, wow, that's crazy. So this was, although his accounts looked like a fake account and maybe he was just looking for sex, he was definitely having like more of a get to know you through our phones, you know? And so I went with that and I was like, cool. Like, and you know, so many things on paper sounded perfect about this guy. So Wednesday, was it Wednesday? It was Wednesday, I believe. Um, we had, you know, chit chatted throughout the day. And then he hit me up that evening around seven, I don't know, seven in the evening and gave me like three different voice text messages. Right. And they weren't long, but they were like, you know, how was your day? Like, what are you up to? You know, Kind of like that. And I was like, interesting because it was already feeling kind of relationship y. But, um, and in fact, in the very beginning, with all the chit chatting he was doing toward me, I was, and I could see he was keeping all my audio messages. Um, I was feeling almost a little bit overwhelmed. Like, what are we doing here? You know? But I went with it. And so I responded to him with a voice, not a voice, sorry, a video message. I went to my garage and I recorded myself. And I had already sent him a video of me in Amsterdam on a boat when I had been there in 2018. And I had filmed myself for my Instagram story, um, being on this boat and kind of showing the view and saying it was evening and like the sun was going down and saying it was basically for my kids. And I was saying, God, it's like Disneyland here, but real. It's like Pirates of the Caribbean, but it's like real. And I said, "I, I don't want to go home. I love this place. And so I had sent him that earlier in the day. And he said, Oh yes, it's the, it's the land of romance, you know, or whatever. So, and he hearted my video and I told him that, um, he said, God, you look great there. And I said, I, which is funny cause I thought I looked like shit cause I had, did I, I don't know, maybe I talked about this. I'm not even sure. Sometimes I talk about stuff to my friends and sometimes I talk about it on here and I can't remember if I said it on the podcast or not. But anyways, I didn't think I looked great in the video. So I'm thinking, Hey, that's good. He thought I looked good. Cause I thought I had jet lag and I didn't look good, but whatever. So, Um, I thought it would be fine to send a video, a video of myself just saying, Hey, I went into my garage because my kids were being too loud in the other room. And I said that, and I said, but I'm looking forward to meeting you Saturday. And if uh, there was something that he was trying to work out with a friend that might interfere with Saturday, but I couldn't do Friday and he wasn't sure yet. And he was going to get back to me. And so I said, well, if it doesn't work, you know, I understand, but hopefully it will. I'd re- I'm really looking forward to meeting you. And that was around eight o'clock. Nothing. I heard nothing from him after that. No response. So I went to bed and I'm like, okay, maybe, you know, who knows? I mean, maybe he had company over anything could have happened. I have no idea. So the next day, I go to work, I'm fully expecting to hear from him. But it seems weird. I'm already on the oh, hmm. This does feel weird because he's been so communicative up until I sent that video, and then nothing all day long. So, of course, I'm asking my girlfriend, "What? What do I do? Do I just wait? Like this is weird?" She says, "I wouldn't think it's anything weird unless like it goes into the next day." But considering how everything had been building up, it did, this didn't make any sense. So I um, wrote to him in the evening around eight o'clock the next day, which I think was Thursday. And I said, and I'm thinking, you know, if we're supposed to be meeting Saturday and it's Thursday night, you haven't responded to me since the night before, or like even said anything to, you know, to me since the night before, and we're possibly meeting in less than a day. Like you kind of should have been maybe saying something by eight o'clock on Thursday night. So I say to him, hey, you got kind of quiet. Took him two hours to respond, to say that he, um, yeah, I found out a close friend of mine passed away in Amsterdam and I'm trying to figure out whether I'm going to be um, going to the Netherlands. And I said, hmm, <laughs> I for me this felt very suspicious. I. It, like, what are the odds that that really, really happened? So I, I, I sent this, like, I told people in my close friend's story. What do you think? Like, do you think this is made up? And not one person thought that that could be made up. Everybody said that's way too far-fetched. He could have just ghosted you. He, no one would make something like that up. That's, like, crazy because, like, you know, it's death. Like, that's terrible. I do not think that something like that uh, couldn't be said. I really don't think anybody's above doing that. How am I ever going to find that out? And plus he lives already so far away. So I said, I'm so sorry for your loss and put the praying hands. And that was Thursday night. He never said anything to that. And today we were sitting here Sunday, four days later, and he has not said a thing to me. And like people are saying, give him time to process it. He may be out of town, which uh, all of this could be true, but I like for him not to say one more thing to me at all, like nothing, you know, like I hope we can pick this up when I get home or something like just nothing. I'm like, no, this was something happened. It's weird. And it's, I don't know, you know, if he got spooked, hello, I don't know if he got spooked, but you know, he's responsible for part of that also because he was definitely really, you know, doing more of like a back and forth talking thing with me um, so I was just going with it, you know, and I honestly like he sent me three different messages through Tinder on how to get a hold of him because I was kind of ignoring him because I thought the account was fake. And then like I get sucked in and now I'm interested and I'm showing interest back at him, not in a crazy way, but like, and like I'm looking forward to meeting you kind of way. Like, did that scare him off? I have no idea, but whatever. That's the thing about this online dating or just dating in general is people can just become quiet and you never know like what it means truly you don't know if it's anything you did I mean who knows and then of course I in my mind I'm thinking okay did he find out I have HIV before I ever had a chance to explain my diagnosis and being undetectable and that I can't transmit it Um, that always comes into my mind but I don't think guys do, I really don't think they research people. I, I think it's more that women would research men for safety purposes and and all of that and just making sure they're real. So, um, so Amsterdam Man is currently on the no list. I'm going to delete uh, that off my notes right now. I really don't think I'll hear from him. I'll keep you updated, but I really don't think I'll hear from him. Okay. Um, I had an interesting thing happen. Uh, this is more boy stuff. This is kind of a boy update um, podcast, and I'm sorry for any um, anybody that wanted to hear more HIV stuff. I just can't think of any today, any more HIV things. I mean, I don't know. I have HIV. I feel fine. I take a pill a day. I can't transmit it. My life is normal. Uh, everything about my life is normal. Um, let's see. So uh, I dated somebody back in... I was... 39 at the time. So it was like 2009. He was 27 at the time. And we'd met at a dance club with mutual friends and we ended up hooking up that night. And, um, we ended up dating for two and a half years. It was a really hard relationship because he wanted a wife and kids at some point. His parents were still married. You know, he came from a nice family. Um, Oh, and he was, uh, this is the fun part. So he's not only 12 years younger than me, but he's also quite a bit shorter than me, like five, seven. I mean, we definitely had a big height difference and he's half Hispanic, half Japanese. And so, um, beautiful smile, incredible body. Yeah, he was like just the best body, which was very much of a, like very alluring to me when I met him, I was like, damn, this guy's like got a great body. Um, but his, I really liked his smile, and he came across as kind of like an, like sarcastic, uh, kind of like an a-hole. But then, there was this really sweet side to him that became evident, and I fell for him. And so we ended up having this like milf boy toy relationship for two and a half years. And like I said, he wanted kids, and a wife, <clears throat> and he knew I could never do that because I was I was fixed. I can't have kids and I already had kids. I didn't want any more anyways. And (coughs) so it was just sort of a tragic relationship because we were always knowing that it was going to end. So there was a lot of crying throughout those two and a half years because I, I was in love with him and I knew that eventually we would have to break up. And that's a really weird way to have a relationship, knowing that it's going to come to an end at some point and you're still loving this person and also probably makes the relationship a lot more intense. And you probably feel that it's maybe more special than it maybe really is because you're living on this, like, you know, it's like the countdown is on at all times or you don't really know when it's going to end. I mean, we talk about it all the time. We would, we'd talk about it. We'd bring it up quite a bit. It was, it was so hard. So yeah, I don't know if it was like really intense because of the, there I hit the table with my knee. I think that's what I've been doing. Um, if that just made that noise, I don't know. I won't know until I listen back. But, um, anyways, I think that maybe that added an element of like, I don't know how to explain it. Like making the relationship, even it seeming that it's even more special because there is this, this like factor to it of like impending trauma. And so it's like, we're almost clinging to each other, knowing that it's going to come to an end. If, if that hadn't been there, who knows if it would have been that intense of a relationship? Who knows if I would have stayed even two and a half years, I might've given up a lot sooner and just be like, this isn't the guy for me. I don't know, but I know we lived, it was a very secretive, um, relationship because he wasn't around my kids. We both agreed very early on that that wasn't what it was going to be about. It was just about us hooking up. And that's really what it was in the beginning. We had a really amazing um, sex life. We just did. I mean, it was just, it just worked. There was something about the fact that we were so different physically, like I'm this tall, older white lady, and he's this shorter Hispanic, Japanese, younger guy. And here we are walking down the street in Santa Cruz holding hands. And we knew people looked at us, but we loved it. Like we both enjoyed the fact that it was different and we didn't fit the mold. And we still had this amazing connection. And so he's in Santa Cruz. He's never left. Honestly, he's still in the same rental that he was in when I dated him. And it was a single bedroom and a house of, I think there's three bedrooms. There was other single guys living there. He's still there. Um, He ended up getting his master's and he is, I don't know his official title, but he works through the county and he's, he's a counselor for young children who are in, you know, having trauma in their lives. And so he's, he's a counselor. He's allowed to actually come to the elementary schools and pick the child up and take them to like a park. Like he's licensed to do that. Um, And so anyways, I do see him from time to time through the school district. I'll see him at a different school that I'm subbing out or whatever. And I've run into him at Costco and Santa Cruz. Um, and my daughters ran into him on Thursday at target. And, you know, they were young when we dated, this was my God over 10 years ago. So, you know, Joey was probably 12, I guess Ryan was around nine, something like that. And Owen was probably my God. Owen was like five, Um, so not that he hadn't seen my kids, but we really did keep it separate. He used to come in at night when the kids would go to sleep, there would be all these different text messages. Is it safe? Is it safe now? And he was coming from Santa Cruz and I'd be like, yeah, by the time you get here, which you wouldn't know that, but this is like a 20 minute ride drive, um, from his place to my place about, he was close to the freeway. So maybe it was more like 15, yeah, it was 15, 20 minutes, but I would give him the all clear signal as soon as Owen was asleep. And, you know, he would come in and I didn't have a dog then, so it was really easy. Finn would set all alarms off at this point, but he would sneak in and we'd have our alone time and then we'd sleep and he'd get up really early and go running around where I live. And then he'd come back through the front door and, some, and sometimes the kids would be downstairs and he, he'd see them briefly, you know, and we would just say that Kevin exercises in our neighborhood or whatever, and he's a friend of mine or whatever. Like, I would never let them know that he was there in my room. They, they just didn't know that. I'm pretty sure they didn't. I should ask them. But we I think we were pretty stealth about it. Um, but so anyways, I told them that my daughters had seen him in Target because Ryan texted me right away and said, oh, my God, we just saw Kevin. Target and then the next day they the girls were in Santa Cruz driving down the street and He has a regular route that he runs literally every day and he's been doing this since we kind of Broke up he started to get into running. We were doing it for like a year together and he had me running five miles Every time I went running with him. I remember feeling really sick one time after I was just like dude I'm like I don't feel good Um, but he can go and go and go and so he's continued with that. And I i mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been to Santa Cruz in the morning and I have seen him running down the street. Like he's always on the same route. It's on some pretty main streets like Ocean and SoCal and stuff and Morrissey. So I do see him on this route um, early in the morning, especially when I was taking Ryan to work at the Buttery. I saw him like three times and I would text him and say, I saw you. How funny. Um, but we've always kept it just like very... Mm, we didn't go, we didn't go there at all with any conversations. It was always, cause I kind of ended it at the very end. It was time and I was a little frustrated with him and I was starting to talk to Eric Cutter, the one who gave me HIV. So I was working my way out of it cause it was already like we had already started the end of the relationship, but I think I pulled like the final plug and it was sad. And I remember that moment like on his porch, hugging him and kind of saying goodbye. Like, this is, this is, yeah, this is the last hug, you know? And it, yeah, it's, it's really sad. It's really sad when you have like a great time with somebody for, you know, two and a half years and, or whatever, any relationship and it's time for it to end. It is sad. So I tell him the next day, my God, my girls just saw you again. And, um, he's like, are you kidding? He goes, are they following me or am I following them? What the hell? And I just said, oh my God, that is crazy. I said, no, they were, I told them what they were doing in Santa Cruz. I mean, it's just a small world over here. So that was kind of the end of that. And then I thought, you know what? I'm going to ask him, like, I would totally be down to being with Kevin sexually. And when I, um, when I, oh, I just gave his name away. When I, uh, was diagnosed and ended up making my first YouTube video and it started getting, you know, views and going viral. I ran into him, um, ironically, at my doctor's office parking lot. He was there doing something with the county and that happens to be where my doctor's office is and I told him what had happened to me. And I said, yeah, my video, like I wanted him to be impressed. And I remember telling him my video has like over a million views. And I remember he just wasn't like, he wasn't impressed. He didn't really ask anything. And I thought, oh, whatever. So it was kind of like, eh, you know, I, that good riddance, whatever, it's over. So I always kind of wondered if that was why when I've run into him at different places that he'd never pursued like getting a drink with me again or just hanging out or whatever. Um. so I just thought, fuck it, I'm going to do it. So I'm, I'm on my lunch break from this school. This is Friday afternoon. And I sent him a text and I just wrote Kevin and I knew writing his name was going to get his attention. I just wrote Kevin and he writes back right away, right away, like within less than a minute. And he says, what's up? I was like, Oh fuck. And I was driving. I was like, not prepared to do what I needed to do next. I was like, not even sure how I was going to even ask him. I was like, Oh my God, what do I say? What do I say? So I can still see where I was driving, where I made that turn. And I, I texted and I said, are you single? Question mark. Like, I mean, I couldn't believe like we have talked in person. I remember we stood there in Costco waiting for his pizza to be made for a good 10 to 15 minutes. This was after me and the person that I had been with for the last six years had broken up. And I told him that that relationship was over. Um, and he didn't, you know, hit me up or anything. So I thought, oh, he's weirded out about me having HIV. That's probably it. So I just said, are you single? And he wrote, and this is so typical of him. He puts the cracking up emoji faces and he says, um, who's asking, are you trying to set me up? And he put a cracking up, you know, and I'm just like, no. And so I didn't answer that part right away. And he says, no, I have an LF. And I'm like, okay, okay. I usually know what these abbreviations mean i don't know what the hell this one was so i said lf what's an lf and i look it up and i can't find anything with lf and he says i have a lady friend because i don't fuck girls like oh clever so kevin to say that so and he puts all these laughing emojis and i said "Oh, okay um and then i just sort of left it and he said are you single and i was like you know it's it's that's how it always was with kevin he would always come back with something and I would always let me know, like he was good about that, like not being overly, but he would just ask enough for me to know that he was interested. And that's what happened when we started dating, because we hooked up, a, I think, two or three times, and something I said something real subtly through a text, and he goes, "Oh, wait a second, did you catch feelings?" And I remember was thinking, like, shit. He's on to me. And I was trying to be really sly about it. And I was like, uh, no, what what do you mean? Like, I just remember that whole thing was the first time I'd ever heard the term catch feelings and he used it toward me. And I was like, fuck, he's good. Like, yeah, I think I kind of did. Like, I wasn't expecting that. This guy is like so much younger and like nothing. I like, I've never dated a guy that even looks like him, you know? And I was like, oh shit. So yeah, that was kind of how it all started. But anyways, I said, he asked if I was single and I said, I... I said, yes, I am. And I said, okay, I'm just going to tell you. I was just feeling you out. I would think that we are... Something about our history. I said something like, we had such great sex. And I'm just feeling you out to see if you're single or not. I'm hitting you up, basically. And he said, oh, nice. And, um, oh, my God. Okay, I got to read it. Because otherwise, I'm just going to be going from memory. And it was... It's worth repeating. So... Hold on, hold on. Here it is. All right. Are you single? All right. Um, he just put you single question mark. I said, I am. Yeah. I said, I'll just tell you. I always thought we had the best sex. I was just feeling you out and I gave him a wink. I said, I'm glad you have someone. And he said, we did. It was pretty amazing. Thank you, exclamation point. And I hearted that. I said, I wasn't looking for a BF either, just DTF. Then I put a laughing face and a thumbs up, and he put three cracking up faces. He said, all good. And uh, at this point, I'm still, like, thinking he's probably like, I'm so glad I have my girlfriend, and I could just tell this girl with HIV, no, no, I don't have to worry about it, because, you know, he's never really asked anything about it. And he says, all good. We only missed it by a year and change wow. So he's saying that's how long he's been dating this girl, a year and change. And he's saying like, we, otherwise he would have been down. I was like, and you know, I have thought about him so many times and thought, no, I'm not going to go there. Like, there's no reason. But now all of a sudden my heart's racing. I'm like, oh, wow. Well. <laughs> okay. interest. Now I'm, now I'm really interested. So I say, ah, oh, fuck. I said, so you, I'm sorry. I can't read my, I, was, I said so bad. I said, so you would have, you would have, I said, so you would have, damn. I've always thought about it because it was so good. Um, I can't read this part cause it's very specific to something that we used to do <laughs> sexually. Um, and I told him, you know, I do get laid, but you were just super hot and the sex was great. I said, okay. I am so glad that I got that off my chest. I won't bother you anymore. And I put an angel emoji because, you know, he's got a girlfriend. Whatever. I was there first. Whatever. So I said, uh, and he says, I'm glad to hear that. We did have it pretty good and the sex was really good. You're still the only... Oh, I can't say that. <laughs> gonna- There's something that I could do to him sexually to ha- make him finish. And uh, basically, I've never done that to anybody else. So, um, But anyways, he says want to know something funny? My computer from when we were together crashed and I lost all our pictures, both regular and NSFW, not safe for work. I've always been bummed about it. I was like, wow, like this is crazy. Like we have run into each other many times over the last 10, 12 years. I'm trying to think. I'm not exactly sure what year we broke up. I think it was 2012. So 10 years. Um, and this converse none of this has ever been spoken about so it was really like crazy to hear him tell me this stuff so i said god damn i did that too oh no i said i did do that that was in reference to something that i used to do to him sexually <laughs> so, like i mean basically i just used my hand and licked his you know balls and that made him finish like i don't think i've done that to anybody else but I did it to him and he was able to finish and he thought it was amazing. So anyways, I said, never done that to anyone else. You can solely claim that talent. And guess what? The guy that I dated after you made me delete all of our pictures to show my loyalty to him. That was the person who gave me HIV. Um, Very manipulative of him, honestly. Um, I said, I don't have any either. And I put a sad face he said, fate of the gods. And he put a shrug emoji and I put a laughing face with a sweat. And I said, I guess. And then I know some of you are going to think I should have done this. And maybe I shouldn't have done this, but I sent him like one of my best nudes in the mirror. I, I think I look <laughs> pretty good here and you can't see my face because the phone's in the way. So it's basically just body shot. And I said, if you ever become single and I send him a wink and he said, that's too bad. He's being careful. He's definitely being careful because he knows he doesn't want to cross a line. He just says, that's too bad. And he put OnlyFans, hashtag, God, I can't talk, hashtag OnlyFans. And then he put like three emojis, you know, the one where the eyes are like scrunched up and the tongue sticking out. And he said, and then he writes all of a sudden, when you get all tatted up. So he's checking out my tattoos. (laughs) I said, this year got rid of uh, the a-hole BF and did some shit for myself tats were on the list. And he put nice. And he said, dude, I just remembered. I think I have that video we did once. It was on my drive from grad school. E, that's his friend Eric, was asking about, funny, another Eric, was asking about the role play I had to do for a class. I went looking for it and it popped up. This is like, he was looking for another video, but the video of us, our little sex tape that we made, um, popped up. He said, it was like, I was like, shut. I was like, Oh shit. Hello. I can't send him that one. And then he puts a bunch, bunch of cracking up emojis. Honestly, until he mentioned this, I completely forgot that we had this. Um, and I say, uh, were you in a chair in your room? That's what I thought I'd I'd remembered. I said, I was giving you a, yeah, I was doing oral sex on him. Um, I said, or was it the bed? I can't remember you finished. I remember that. (laughs) And he said, bed in the bedroom. It's pretty funny. You gave the camera the look. And then he's putting the cracking up emoji. And I said, shit. And I put the cracking up emoji and like the uh, sweating emoji. Um, And he said, I say, send it to me if you can. I want to see it. And he put fucking pervert and he goes, I was going to. And I can't tell you how different these conver- this conversation is as opposed to like all of the other ones we've had when we've either texted because I saw him somewhere when he was running by or when I saw him in person. It's always been kind of business between us. Like this, none of this was talked about. So this is like the first time in 10 years that we've had this kind of conversation about our relationship. And so... um, I, I said, it's only fair we both have a copy. And he says, true, you're right. And I said, honestly, I'm just a perv. And he says, oh, I remember. And I said, thanks for being so nice about this whole text exchange. I had no idea what you might say. And he writes, oh, you're welcome. I'm always grateful for our time. It was one of the best, most influential relationships I have had. And that, I don't know, just, it yeah, makes me well up a little bit it's sweet. It's really sweet to know that I had that kind of impact on him. Cause I kind of wondered if he felt after like that, it was a waste of his fucking time because we always knew it would come to an end. And it was torturous when we were together because I was a mom, I had mom duty stuff and it kind of like, there were a lot of things that got in the way of us just trying to be together. And so it wasn't always easy. And, um, he was young. He was in his late twenties, you know, and I'm a mom with three kids. And it like, I went to his graduation when he got his master's in Berkeley. And, um, oh my God, his mom and his dad and his sister, I sat with them. They're all very small people. I felt so stupid. Like, I mean, he wanted me there. I talked to him about how awkward <laughs> it might be. And he said, I don't give a shit. I want you there. I'm like, okay, so, but you don't have to sit up in the stands without you. And I have to sit up there with your family. I got through it, but it was awkward. And then we all went down to San Jose, um, for lunch after it was like this, I don't know, Japanese restaurant. We went to Japantown and, um, yeah, I just remember being I felt like they didn't talk to me at all. It was really awkward. Like, I just wanted to go. And I think I I cried. I, it was just, I remember that lunch being really awkward and I didn't want to be there. And I felt like they didn't really, like, of course, what do they want? Like, I'm a mom. Like, what am I doing with their kid? Who's like, at this point, he was 29 because um, I was there when he turned 30. So anyways, but I had been in his life for two years. And they were like, and I'd gone to their house. I'd met them. I remember petting the dog and... But it was always a little bit like I didn't want them to know my whole backstory. Yeah, I'm a mom with three kids. Like, can we not talk about that fact? And that I'm way older than your son and that I'm doing dirty things with your son. Like, that's why I'm with him because we have great sex. I mean, it's like, ugh, the most embarrassing shit ever. So anyways, um, I wrote to him and said, same. It was really special. And... Um, he said, and the sex was killer. Mind you, he has a girlfriend and he's, he's saying these things to me. So he's crossed the line all by himself. And I said, uh, I said, that's why I hit you up. And I put a flame. And then how much later was it? About 15 minutes later, I get a text from him that says, I'll give you one period. And I'm like, what the, what does he mean? I'll give you one what one romp in the hay? Like you'll give me one time with you. Like what, what do you mean? You'll give me one. And then a picture comes up and he's pulled up his tank top and showing me his torso. And he is, he's minus body fat. He is so cut. This is like, not even the body that I knew. I, he is so muscular. He has like so many muscles on his stomach. I, I, it almost worries me that he's not eating enough. I like honestly, and every vein is popping out everywhere. It's almost like the, um, hello. Hello. Oh, nothing. I just heard my son. I really do not want to talk about this in front of him. He was like a little boy. He never knew Kevin, uh, when Kevin was around. But anyways, um, yeah, he's like ripped and, um, I just put what did I say I said such a tease exclamation point that I put two flames and he put oh shit I found it and this is about the file I won't get into all that but anyways he emailed it to me I never got it so I was going to contact him tomorrow I told him I was going to get some popcorn and watch it this weekend but it never came through So I'm going to tell them tomorrow, like, to try to send it through WhatsApp or something so I can view it. I really just want to see what I look like. I think it might have been after I had my hair straightened from my Brazilian blowout. Not totally sure. But, um, and I don't remember if I was naked. Like, I don't remember much of it. I just kind of remember the idea of doing it, but I don't, like, remember... Yeah. I mean, his room's small. It was just somewhere in his room. Anyways, it'd be fun to see it again. I don't have any footage of anybody anymore with any of that stuff from my past because Eric Cutter really, like if I had had anything from any past boyfriends, he wanted everything deleted. And I really thought I was going to marry him. Like I really thought I was doing the right thing by getting rid of all those pictures of um, Kevin and some other boyfriends. So anyways, sadly, I don't have any of him anymore, but it was just a sweet exchange. And Um, yeah. I mean, who knows? I, he could end up marrying this person. I have no idea how, how, um, how serious they are or whatever. And, you know, I hope, I hope this is the girl, you know, and I, and I'm sorry that I, my daughter was mad at me. She said, I went overboard. I should have never sent that picture, but there's just that little part of me that wanted him to know, like, Hey, I may be 10 years older and I may be in my early fifties, but, I just wanted you to remember this is what I look like. I wanted you to know this is what I look like now. Because actually my, my body is in better shape now than it was when we dated, he and I. Even though I was trying to do a lot of running and stuff back then, but I'm doing more weight training now. So I just kind of wanted him to know, you know, I didn't let myself go. And I, you know, you might still think I look sexy. And I think I, I think, I don't know. I think he liked it. So anyways, that, that happened the other day and it was crazy. Okay. And then do I want to even talk about this anymore? I do. Um, so my favorite texted me last night and, um, I wasn't expecting it. It had been 10 days since that kind of blow off. Although I don't think it was a blow off. I think it's just, it's just how he was. He's just busy. He was with friends. He wasn't thinking about hurting my feelings. He definitely didn't do anything on purpose. I know that for sure. Um, but anyways, we spoke last night um, or he texted me and I was like right away going, what am I doing? I don't want to ignore him because I don't want to ignore him. I like him. I, I like him. He's a nice person. And we may be in just two different places in our lives, but I, I'm not going to like punish him even though it hurt that he wasn't available that night when I thought he was going to be and all that, but I'm not going to freaking, I'm not going there. I'm not doing that. So I waited a little bit and just said, Hey, what's up? How are you? And we went back and forth and basically he just said that he'd been missing me a little bit and I was like, Oh, well, I'm kind of stoned which was somewhat true, but not enough that I couldn't like go anywhere. I just kind of more making that up because I wanted to, you know, maybe appear to be too busy to come over there or not be able to or whatever. But then I decided I do want to go like, I'm not going to pass this up. I like, I want to see him. I don't want to wait another two weeks, you know, like I want to see him. So I head over there. And in the meantime, he texts me and says, wait, are you on your way? I said, yeah, I'm already on my way. He goes, okay, cool. Just come on over and I'll fill you in when you get here. And I was like, what? Fill me in on what? So I get there and we sit down on the couch and he kind of starts telling me that he met somebody on Tinder that he's been, you know, hanging out with for like just over a week or something, but it's gotten to be more of a regular thing. And it was more than he had anticipated, but he, he likes her. and you know, she's his age. And anyways, he basically said, I'm not saying I, you know, like something couldn't happen with us tonight. I'm just saying I would want to wear something, which was fine. I shouldn't be having guys not wear anything anyways, because like, I don't know where everybody's been, but it was more that he was concerned about her getting something because he said she apparently had only been with four people in her whole life and she's like 31 but I'm like, which kind of makes me feel bad. Cause I'm like, I look, I know I have nothing. Like I, I can't give you HIV. I don't have gonorrhea, syphilis, or chlamydia. Um, I don't have any of those. I just got tested for all of that. So anyways, um, and I don't include herpes in the mix because I take a pill for it every day. And I think so many people have it that don't even know that they have it. So I'm not going to sit here and like, put myself in this position where I look like I have this thing that it's very possible that he might have also, cause it is just freaking so common. So I don't even bring that up. Um, anyways, and I take a pill every day for that Val- Valtrex and I, I don't have any kind of breakouts ever. Um, but anyways, I, um, I found out that there was this girl and yeah, so it was kind of good because what it did is it opened up a conversation between the two of us and I was able to share with him, I I told him about a bunch of my dates and like what had been going on in my world, and it was really like a really good share, honestly, to like have be open about like what. And so it made so much sense then. So all these times where he's been sort of quiet at times, he's been you know on Tinder, meeting up with other girls that are closer to his age. He didn't know that I date mostly guys his age. He thought he was the only one. So he thought that I was kind of infatuated with the fact that he was younger. I was like, no, you're just hotter than everybody else. <laughs> I, I told him that too. And I said, and you just, you were the one that I ended up having a crush on, even though I know our lives are really different. It was funny. Cause he said, you know, I, I think, you know, he says he's thought about it like realistically and he's like you know we definitely are in like two very different places in our lives and he said you know like maybe I should be like smoking pot with your daughter <laughs> like he's like saying it like that sort of a question mark because they're closer in age just nine years versus me and him 20 so not that he wants to hang out with Joey but he was like his, his point was is that he thought it was kind of funny that Who says it Oh, um, I swear it just said I had a message and nothing's coming up. That's weird. Um, okay. Um, so anyways, that was somebody else. Uh, back to what I was saying. Yeah. He said, you know, the joke about like hanging out with my daughter and he ended up giving me a little bit of weed to give her, um, that sounded just like an Eminem song, a little bit of weed mixed with some hard liquor. That's hard to say really fast, by the way, in that song. I can never get that line out. But, um, yeah, so that was really nice of him because he's going to give her, I shouldn't even talk about that on a podcast, but whatever. He's got weed. It's, it's legal. It's legal in California. Um, she was very happy about that. Um, well she, he's going to sell it, but, um, anyway, um, so yeah, it was just nice to have like this conversation and anyways, he's not sure where things are with the new girl because um and this is just all dating stuff god yeah like we talked about the fact that you know feelings come up and as much as you want to keep things business like with somebody and have like that good connection sometimes feelings get in the way and like we talked about me spending the night and i, I you know he was so nice about everything i said dude You don't even have to say anything. Like if you were at my house and I was feeling like it was disrupting my sleep or my schedule the next day, I said, I'd be so annoyed. So I really, really am sorry that I stayed those three nights. I said, I was really stoned, two of them. And then one of them, I kind of thought you wanted me to stay. And he goes, he goes, no, he goes, I like your company. He goes, I always like your company. He goes, so it's not, he goes, I just, you know, he goes, no, you didn't do anything wrong and I don't want you to feel that way. So it was like just good opening up you know, the conversation and, uh, getting just, you know, communicating about what had transpired between us. And so anyways, to make a long story short, we did have a quick intimate session, um, because he's not, he was going to open up the conversation with this new girl and talk to her and decide, just figure out if she wants there to be, how did he put it? Uh, like not borders, but, um, expectations. And so he was at this point, he thought they didn't have any expectations, but he said he wants to check in with her. And he's like, if she is wanting more than that for us to close off anything with anybody else, then I'm just going to pretend like this didn't happen kind of thing. And I'm like, that's cool. That's fine. Whatever. And I am fine with it because he should be finding somebody his age. We don't have anything in common as far as our age and all that, but we do like to hang out. So I guess my whole point to all this is—is it was worth going over there, even though I was thinking the whole time I was driving driving over there that I'm an idiot for going over there. Like I was mad at myself. I'm like, this was not my plan. I was gonna ignore him. I was not gonna say anything, and here I am in my car driving over there. But it was good because we had a really good talk, and um, and sex. (laughs) But that was actually not even there. That was actually very end, and it was short. And I like left right after, and but. Yeah. So, and we even chit-chatted a little bit today. I told him about somebody that had ghosted me who actually hit me up. That's who that ding dong was. I did not think this person, he ghosted me. Like I told him, I said, dude, you ghosted me. And he goes, I'm so sorry. Things got busy. What? I don't even care. Whatever. I just, it's better just, I mean, I'm glad that I'm hearing back from this person, you know, even if it is I don't know, a month and a half after feeling ghosted. But I I thought he'd unmatched me on Tinder. He said he got off Tinder, which is very possible. Um, I wish Tinder would allow people to know that, that somebody actually ended their time on Tinder versus somebody unmatching you. It would be really nice if they let us know that because it felt like an unmatch. I don't know. I can't tell what it is. It's just that he's gone all of a sudden. So anyways, this is a different person and I am going to meet him this week, um, and see how that is. But anyways, it was good, um, with my favorite and he's still my favorite regardless of, you know, whatever's going on. I, he, I guess we just both ended it with one of us will eventually end up in a relationship and it will have to stop. He goes, but you know, um, I'll just always keep you updated kind of on where I'm at, you know, but he goes, I like chilling with you. Oh. And he said, I said something about him being so cute. And we were sitting on the couch talking. I said, I don't know. I'm just drawn to you. You're just, uh, you're just so freaking cute. And he goes, you are really sexy. Something like that. I don't know. It was really sweet. And he, out of nowhere, just said something about the fact that, cause I've always wondered if my age or maybe me facially, he wasn't turned on by me enough and he thought i was i really get insecure thinking that he thinks i look old but he confirmed without a shadow of a doubt that he doesn't see my age at all he goes dude you like look amazing for your age he goes i don't ever like see that he goes you just you're sexy and i was like oh i just i kind of like i was like oh my god thank you and he goes yeah of course like it was really really nice to hear so that's the latest with that I mean, it's good. It's all good stuff. Okay. I had one other story that I was going to tell. I'm so tired right now, but I usually like to make these an hour and I think I can fit it in. Um, yeah. Okay. So about, hmm, you know, I'm not quite sure exactly when this happened. I want to say it was after... it was definitely after Kevin. I think it was after Eric. No, it was definitely after Eric. What was it? I don't. Yeah. I think it had to have been. Yeah, it was. It was when that fight happened. (laughs) There was a fight, a pay-per-view fight where a guy got kicked in the leg and his leg snapped because that was the time it was around Christmas time. It was a white dude. Everybody was watching this on pay-per-view and it was Honestly, like I got nauseated. I had to go to the bathroom. I was at a party with all these people, and I watched this um, happen live. And you could hear the snap of his leg. And I thought I was okay. And all of a sudden, I started getting like lightheaded. And I went to the bathroom and had to like put my head between my knees. I like I, ooh, it just hit me out of nowhere. I just felt like nauseated, like I was gonna barf. It was really gross. Um, so whatever fight that was, I don't know what year that was. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. Okay. I found it. It says Anderson Silva breaks leg and fight versus Chris Weidman. Those names don't sound familiar at all, but this is it. December 28th, 2013. So I have a friend that well, just say, I just have a friend. It's a male friend. I'm not going to get into how I know him and stuff, but anyways, he does um Brazilian jiu-jitsu and there is a kid that's been doing Brazilian Brazilian jiu-jitsu not a kid but he was 19 um and he's been doing that for a long time and his dad is one of the um one of the instructors and this friend of mine was also an instructor at this pretty well-known jiu-jitsu place here in town I don't want to give too much away. <laughs> like I am hoping nobody hears this and knows who I'm talking about. That's why I'm going to just be vague with names. Honestly, I don't remember this kid's name, but he was 19 and he had leukemia and my friend who I had been with, uh, sexually and partied with and stuff many times. He asked me if I would be willing, um, to have sex with this 19 year old as um, something to check off his bucket list. And we didn't know what his future held. And so I went to this UFC party to meet him. And he was, um, like I said, 19 Hispanic. I don't remember his first name or last name or anything. Um, you know, obviously fairly thin because he'd been on chemo and stuff. He was in remission at this point. He had no hair. He was wearing a beanie. And he was cute. He was really cute. Nice smile. And I decided I would do it. I would do it because it was a favor to my friend. And I thought this might be like a really nice gift to give a young man who has been really sick. And I'm hoping that, you know, he enjoys this experience and, and, um, I don't know just, it, I don't know. It was a weird thing. It was a proposition that it was given to me. And I, I met him and then I said, yeah, I'll do it. So this happened at my house. They both came over together and then the friend left the room and left us alone. Um, I know that this kid still had chemo in his system. So he had, I mean, obviously we should wear condoms anyways, but he wore a condom because when someone's on chemo, they're, semen is actually dangerous. Like they can't, you can't have somebody, um, finish in you when you're, when they're on chemo. I don't really know all of the, uh, information about that, but I do know that that was the case. And so anyways, um, so he left us alone and this was like, I, you know, I was, well, it was 2013. So I was 43. So I was over 20 years. And like then that was really shocking to me because he was a teenager. He was 19. I know plenty of guys who have had sex with women who are, you know, like their friend's mom or like, you know, a lady down the street or a teacher. So I know plenty of guys who were like in high school age or just out of high school who had sex with women that were in their 40s. So it's not that shocking or anything, but um, it was really sweet and he was a little nervous. And I remember he kept his beanie on even though he was naked And, um, I remember that he was well hung (laughs) and he was really skinny, um, from the cancer treatment and everything. Um, and then he spooned me after, and it was really sweet. And I remember he wanted to try it again we'll do it again. So we did, we did it twice and I think he spent the night, but I remember he, he kept his beanie on the whole time and I don't remember how it ended if, uh, I honestly don't remember if he stayed over or if he left, I can't remember how that all ended, but anyways, and I don't remember having any conversations with him after it was just that one thing. And, um, my friend said, you just made that kid so happy. And he was really sweet. Like he was nervous, but he wanted to go through with it, you know? And, um, my whole point of this is, is that he didn't, um, he didn't survive. I think it was about three months later that I had gotten the message that he had passed away. And although many people might find that that is really raunchy and like I gave my body away for free, of course, I never think of it that way. For me, it was um, special. And I, I know that it touched him and I know he felt really happy about it. And I know that he felt embarrassed about not having hair and all of that and wearing the beanie. And I assured him uh, and his friend, of course, later that he did awesome and that it was, it was really nice. And um, yeah, it was really special. It really, really was. So I've kind of jokingly referred to it that I did a make a wish for this kid who had cancer and ended up passing away. But you know, when I talk about it, that's so, belittling the whole experience and what it was meant for and why I did it and everything. And it really was more than that. And so yeah, that happened back in 2013. So it's almost been, wow, it's almost been 10 years. So that's it guys. I am getting sleepy. I am going to go hit the hay right now. So I hope you guys have a great Monday. What a way to end this. I can't think of anything else to talk about right now. I will eventually tell you guys about my date and my hookup, but I'm not going to do it this tonight with somebody who's been on X factor. He, he came in third and he's from our area. <laughs> some people know about who this kid is. Some people don't, but I will, I will talk about that the next time. And for those of you that are listening for HIV information, um, hopefully I'll have more of that next time too. This was just kind of a uh, just let's talk about boys episode. (laughs) And I know some people want me to interview people and I probably need to be doing more of that. It's just been so much easier to come into my closet and talk. Oh, and I have another kind of exciting thing. I'm meeting on Wednesday with um, GCI health they had contacted me a while ago. Um, by the way, I never heard anything back from NMAC in regards to me saying that I couldn't make it to that conference, whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm having a conference Zoom call with GCI Health on Wednesday in regards to Vive Pharmaceuticals, and Vive. I mean, I believe they make my drug, Devato, um, and I'd met some of them on a speaking engagement that I had in in Atlanta back in 2018. So they said that. Um, I was somebody that they had talked about immediately with regards to this partnership that they want to talk to me about. I don't know what it is at all. And I, I never get my hopes up anymore about this kind of stuff because I've had so many things thrown my way that really aren't anything, you know, and don't bring me anything financially or or move me closer to a position of where I might get more financially. Nothing has ever panned out to be you know, like that for me. So I just always go into these things pretty with like a lot of like very low expectations, but interesting at at least it's, it should be interesting. So I will report back on that if I'm allowed to. Um, I don't know what they're going to tell me if I have to keep it all quiet or not, but, um, if I'm allowed to talk about it, I will on the next podcast. So I hope everybody's doing well out there. You guys have a great rest of the week and I will on here very soon. Bye guys. Love you guys. And you are the best. If you'd like to be notified for any of my upcoming podcasts, be sure to subscribe. If you'd like to help this girl out, then please rate, review and share my show. Thanks guys.